Thanks to Mack Weldon for supporting FilmSack. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and use the code FilmSack at checkout. We consecrate this ground, this world of light. We curse the abominations of darkness. We block the passage of evil. May the old devils depart. May they burn in the fires of their own damnation. May they freeze in the infinite cold and darkness of their own hideous creation. Isn't that kind of insulting? You know how much you can get for a big one? <laughs> this is Filmsack. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack, episode 438 of the show that mines the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. We are here doing it again. It is Sacktober, and it's our first Halloween movie of the month. My name is Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, I thought your dead dog was my mom, Dunaway. Of course you did. Look at that hair. Oh, hi. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh oh, it, it looks like someone's been messing with my 80s big bird magic slate board that I use to uh, keep my show notes on. I know, I know it's a bit risky to keep something so important on something designed to be reused over and over again. But I do love the sound of peeling back the acetate sheet from the slate as the words are ripped from the page and, and the comfort in knowing that everything I write about Scott can easily be erased from existence with a simple flick of the wrist. Scott's a poopy head. Rip. Gone. <laughs> Scott yeah. smells like a poop. By the way, most of my Scott insults are poop related. Yeah. But he would never know. Yeah. Rip. Anywho, perhaps my magic slate board is trying to tell me something. Aka Kuto Ala Etta. Hmm. That's just nonsense. Rip. All right. <laughs> I guess I'm winging my intro this week. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we are opening the gate to pure 80s horror in this low budget film by Hungarian director Tiber Taka. What in the fresh hell is that? <laughs> hey, little demon minion. May I assist you on your travels? Oh, I see. Yes, I believe you are looking for the Johnson residence. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Utah. Right, right, right. Here. I'll just write the address down on my backup magic slate featuring Kermit the Frog. I know you minion guys love those things. Now, hold still. Just chill out. Okay. Just let me just let me first uh, clear this, uh, this other thing off here real quick. Scott eats poop. Rip. <laughs> Good hunting, my teeny demon assistant friend. Those guys are the best. Those, Those were the greatest things yeah, ever. Those shitty really little were, demons. Yeah. Oh, they're but, so good. But uh, Dunaway, those the, the pulling off the the feeling of pulling off the writing with Acetate. the magic slate. It, it's a right. very satisfying feeling. You oh, just reminded so me of that. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah. You just, you just peel it. Rip. It's my. And it's all gone. It's my ASMR pulling that, ripping that yeah. off there. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it's good stuff. Uh, with us also, Randy, he's a geode, also called a Thunder Egg Jordan. <laughs> thunder Aloha, egg. Scott, Brian, Brian. Hi. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I owned and operated the most successful line of tree removal services in central Canada? No, sir. <laughs> That's a true story. 
I'm sure you heard of it. It was called uh, Out on a Limb or something. And you can make a fortune if you just follow my three easy-to-remember rules. Number one, you got to be fast. If someone has a tree down overnight, you show up first thing in the morning. You're supernaturally the only tree removal service that has staff on call 24-7. In Canada, they say 7-24. Number two, on the other hand, you do not have to be careful. Is there small children sticking their noses into the area where you're operating dangerous machinery? You ignore them. I'm sure they'll be fine. Number three, you do not have to do extra work. Big ass geodes falling out of the root ball, you ignore that. Every time you find a sinkhole under a tree, you just cover that up with sod and move on. That's probably nothing. I said that's probably nothing. <laughs> You think they're in on the deal? I think. I think that's what that yes. Is. I think they. I think the tree removal service causes the whole problem. They knew they right. were tapping hell. They knew it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Geo, anytime Geo a tree, la- yeah. Anytime a tree lays an egg, you're like something's not right. Yeah, something ain't right. <laughs> Those trees ain't supposed to lay no eggs. Uh, well done. Uh, also, oh, by the way, is that true in Canada? They say seven twenty four. Is that really what they do? Is that a thing? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, right, it's, it's, you're giving us the. Yeah, I thought it was a real joke, fact. Man. I thought it was a fact. I was, I was all excited. That was sound like a good fact. Is, yeah. It's helping us order off the secret menu in California. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I. I know. I know they have HP sauce. Saw it right there on the table. First yeah. scene. Yeah, Hewlett Packard sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, also, and finally, with us, Brian. He came from a backyard whole libet. I did. I did. Yeah. You are hearing the secret track found by spinning the record back. In it, our voices will relate instructions on how to close the gate. But before we get to the incantation for dispelling the demons in your location, we'll tell you how to hit it big by being a metal band with a movie gig. <laughs> it's a tale that we as a band don't savor because we owed our manager a favor. He told us he would take our royalties back if we didn't chant on this stupid track. <laughs> now we can't give you the incantation, I fear, until we come out with our album next year because I've wasted so much time, my friend, that your turntable's needle has reached the... Love it. <laughs> that's really that's good. Maybe my, that's one of my best. Yeah, that's, that's one of your best intros. Oh, ever. by far. <laughs> Didn't expect. I, I need an illustrated version of that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about if if I wouldn't have gone to Beer Fest yesterday and had a teeny little bit of hangover today, I might have actually gotten some heavy metal, uh, like cathedrally kind of music, and played it backwards while I did this whole thing. Well, I, it's right. one of your best works, I think. Why? Yeah. Why would you have something so transparent played forward on an album that you would need the to reverse it? Isn't that supposed to be hidden so that people right. can't hear it? I didn't understand. Well, well they were I playing mean, it backwards, but it was too clear. Why? It was yeah. too clear. It was it's supposed to go? We love Satan. It's supposed well, to be hard. But there's the two different kinds of uh, backward masking. masking. There's the yeah. there's the stuff that's unintentional, like the Paul is dead. No, there was. I guess that one's a real one, but there's ones where it's like, oh, we think we hear them saying we love Satan. Thank you, Satan, and stuff like that. But then there are the ones where it's like, no, we really intentionally put this on there backwards. There's uh, an ELO track that has this whole like, turn back, turn back, turn back. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like ELO, and I've I've never heard that one. Which album is that? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's okay. I'll look it up. 
Yeah, look it up. Yeah, it's we, pretty easy to find. My understanding is that the term backmasking only refers to the deliberate process. Oh, really? Like, right. Yeah, oh. that you you when you say backmasking, you're talking about someone put something in reverse in a track, whereas uh, just at you know hearing something has this whole other term, like hmm. you know, like like phonetic. You know, oh, uh, interesting. Well, here's here's Brian Ibbett uh, backmasking his laugh. Let's hear that. <laughs> Ooh, man. Ooh, that's rough stuff. Uh, like by the way, the song is uh, "Fire on High." It looks like uh, by ELO. Okay. okay. And that's the one we love. Like. ELO even yeah, better too. than the Beatles. <laughs> There's some more. Ooh, jeez. Ooh, that's so like I don't like none of I feel like that. I'm in Twin Peaks in the Black Lodge. <laughs> Like that at all. Speaking Happy Halloween. <laughs> Speaking of the movie yesterday, so we watched The Gate. Yeah. And uh whew, never heard of it. Never heard seriously, never heard of this movie. Didn't know it existed. Yeah, until- it was Zibbit who brought it to our attention because he saw it when he was a kid and uh was was like, Oh my gosh, this is on Prime. We should watch this thing. It's great. There's a lot of weird stuff in it. Uh just things you'd remembered, I guess. And um he's right. It's a it's weird. The only thing I didn't like about the movie in terms of like I'm not saying this is a good movie. Like, don't don't get me wrong. This is an '80s ass horror I, kid I'm horror say movie. It's a good movie. It's fine. I'm it's gonna. not that it's a. I'm just saying it's not a great movie or any by any stretch. But what right. I'm saying is, uh, it gets really good, and that by that I mean you know cheesy and and gory and and weird, really late in the movie. Mm-hmm. They take forever mm-hmm. to get oh, to the Hellgate, like forever. Yeah. And I yes. and I understand. That you don't want to just give it all up front and whatever, but this thing's like I don't know. We're we're more than halfway done with the movie before things really kick off. Well, it, it's a okay. So it's it's a low budget film, relatively speaking. It's a six million dollar film. Yeah. Uh, what? Did, did, right. Did twice that, <laughs> wait, wait, you, wait. I mean, was okay. So a, look, that has that been adjusted for inflation recently or is something? That, right. Look, is that non-monopoly money? <laughs> I'm telling you, I think they did. I think this director and the production house, I think they did an amazing job. Well, the effects, with the, the effects are amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. just straight up say it. I think it's some of the best effects that. I have seen from that era. 87. From yeah. an 87 oh, movie, for sure. And it's really yeah. just the little dudes. Just the little troll looking. Yeah, things. the troll dudes. Minions. The hand, the eyeball hand looked really real to me Ooh. for a minute. Um, the the big creature, while stop motion and dumb, was still a pretty elaborate effect uh, mm-hmm. for its time. Like, there were there were moments. How many, how many pecs did that thing have? I'm just curious. <laughs> I was... Well, some of them were arms, <laughs> arm pecs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you had arm. There were two pecs per arm set, so you had like right, like five <laughs> arm sets. You had five sets of pecs. You had ten ten pecs. That's how many and, pecs that thing and, had. Yeah, don't skip uh, arm day, and, dude. No. And most importantly, inoffensive nipples. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, thank you. I feel like I don't. I'm not in a position to I, give the you title, welcome. But. It's the title of my sex tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I just want to point out this thing has a six point one on IMDb. That is not shabby. And if you drill in. 7.4% of people who voted plus 3.3%. So we're going to go over 10% of people who voted on this movie gave it a 9 or a 10. Yeah, on a lot of people like over it. Over 10%. We got a pretty steady stream of tweeter folk yesterday uh, saying, oh my gosh, I love this movie. I love this movie. I love this movie. Or this movie scared wanna, me so bad. I just want to point whatever. out, like over 10% giving it a 9 or 10. 
That's like Saving Private Ryan levels. That's like insane. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's amazing. Saving Private Ryan of schlocky Canadian <laughs> horror films. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm I am I am really uh I'm really really impressed in in a number of ways in this movie. I'm going to join Brian Dunaway. Mm-hmm. There were just so many moments when I was like, "Whoa, how'd they do that? Oh, mm-hmm. that's really nice." Mm-hmm. You know, like what who needs who needs acting? It's fun. I mean, yeah. even the little guys knowing that they are you know, guys in rubber suits shot with a weird perspective, they still look great and they look like they look better than CGI. Yeah. They look more realistic than CGI to me for whatever reason. Yeah. There's something about the hunched over quick movement. Yeah. The way they ran, it was like a weird, yeah. uh, uncanny combination of those aren't real, but I can tell that those are people in them and it worked. Yeah. Totally worked. Right. Exactly. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take back what I just said about who needs acting. I actually feel like these, these three kids, that have to carry the whole movie, and they do. They put the whole movie on the shoulders of three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a fine job for well, for their age. Well, they, they had eighties. They had eighties mm-hmm. ass parents, and those parents were out wow, of there. Yeah. And they're the worst because they're dumb just, and they're the worst. And you just trope. You need a trope alert yourself. Oh yeah, you're already hitting the trope of the parents leave town. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And they're dumb. Yeah, they're both dumb and over trusting, and they're also not trusting enough, and they're just. Everything the guy, dude's dad's wearing a sweater. Mom's hair is so momish; it just about kills you. The mom fro. Yeah, yeah. the car is like you know this freaking Audi this, that everyone's uncle is, had. This right? is Ugh. once you start thinking of this as a remake or a homage to Home Alone, it gets real interesting. Yeah, so you're like, <laughs> think about the movie Home Alone as much as you can while you're talking about. Well, this movie. there's a okay. So the so the the big deal here we should mention is that we do have an actor here that went on to be somewhat of a big deal, especially in the nineties. And that's Stephen Dorff. Yeah. He still does stuff now, but Stephen, Stephen Dorff, as far as I know, my first exposure to him, maybe have been before, but my memory of it, uh, my first exposure was the first blade movie where Mm -hmm. he played Deacon or some name like snot, snow white, Snow White, Snow yeah, he played White. Snow White. I love it. Okay. I would love to see Snow White yeah. in Blade. He played yes, Snow White. Sir. No, he was the bad guy. I just can't remember his name, but he he was very good. He was and Deacon creepy. Frost. Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost. Yeah, Frost. That's he, what I was uh, he was of. just in the uh, most recent season of True Detective on HBO, which I say is is almost as good as the First Michael one. McConaughey, Woody Harrelson and, season. Who's Michael McConaughey? Huh? Matthew. Oh, I'm sorry. Mike, Matthew McConaughey. So, and I got to say, I got to say, I'm going to blame this, everything on being a little hungover. <laughs> how was that? How was that uh, great American beer fest? Oh, yeah. oh it, was, it was a great time. It was yeah. a really, really good Always time. Good. Had lots, right? lots of uh, delicious, uh, small batch brewed uh, craft brew beer. Did and there was a, a did you eat a lot of pretzels that had been recently snuggling your sternum all day? Many, many pretzels. Well, five pretzels that had been recently. Uh, there were only five, but they were big pretzels. Yeah. Um, I, I had a uh, uh, an ale, uh, a throwing copper ale that was made to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Live's album Throwing Copper. Oh, nice. Making it the what? third reference to a band that I hadn't thought of for about 20 years. <laughs> did you drink it and then go, lightning crashes and no, no mother I, dies? I drank it. No. I drank and said, my alone like this. <laughs> I love you. I love that man. That, that album is really good. Uh, I swear I was anyway. trying to remember if we had seen Space Truckers from 1996. Oh, yeah. Is that another no. door? We, we've seen it, but I don't think no, we've it. No, not we? on Film Sack we haven't. Mm-mm. No, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, I would yeah, love to Steve, see that's that. That's a Stephen Dorff. And, Dorf. and I was going to say, uh, the third season of True Detective is fantastic, and I would call that 
Stephen Dorff's biggest performance, like mm-hmm. as an yeah. actor. I, well, yeah. I can't think of something where he is called on to do more and and he does it well. Maybe than maybe the Beatles, actors. maybe the Beatles thing where he played uh, Su- uh, Stuart Sutcliffe. Uh, oh. Backbeat. oh, I didn't know that was him. Yeah. The f- one of one of many people who are called the fifth Beatle. Mm. <laughs> Randy Randy's like like our local uh, uh, linguist correctional person. So, <laughs> how, do you, how do you say? How irony, do you say <laughs> the irony of that sentence? By the way, right. how, do, how do you say how do you say Stephen's last name again? Dorf. Dorf. Okay. So do you do you don't act you don't like put emphasis on the two Fs at the end like Dorf. Dorf. No Dorf. And I did. I did actually ch- t- make a tick next to a, a list I have earlier when you called this a horror movie. Yeah, I thought horror. That was so cute. Horror, horror, horror. horror. horror movie. So much horror. <laughs> but but Dor- So it always, I always got those two confused. Him and Brad Dorif, and the Dorif part uh, of Brad is oh, is different because uh, you got the I right, in there. Right. Whereas this guy is just like straight up Dorf, Dorif, yeah. Brad Dorif. Yeah, this guy's like Dorf on Omar golf. Sharif. He's like Dorf on golf with an extra F. That's what it right. is. It's a, it's a last name that's real adjacent to I would have changed that if it yeah. was my name. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. It's just, it just doesn't sound very I would change cool. it to uh, Dorf with one F. Right, but if you want to see a transformation <laughs> of, of an actor, watch this, watch The the Gate, and then go watch Blade. And that's like a ten, that's 10 years later. Yeah. Um, he is, a, so he is a wicked, handsome, muscly dude in Blade. Mm-hmm. And then uh, stick around for another movie he made whose name, I don't remember the title of this movie, but you get to see Brad Dorff's, or sorry, um, uh, Stephen Dorff's full wiener in a, in a movie. That's a thing I, I'll never forget. And I don't yeah. remember the name of the movie. <laughs> I'm not, not going to watch that, but thanks. I don't remember the name yeah. of the movie, but he shows up at a door. He's like a male gigolo thing or something. He shows up at the door buck naked, and he's just a big old wiener man just standing there, full frontal wiener man. Like, like, I went, am Stephen Dorff. You may remember yeah. me as Glenn he with went, one in, in the gate. <laughs> <laughs> he went full Kaitel there, full piano yeah. Kaitel in that scene, and I'll never forget it. And it's kind of bug- it bugged me through this whole thing because I'm like, I, all right, here's this ten year old kid or whatever he is in this. Yeah, and one day I, I get to so, see his wiener. You want him weird. to know that, by the way, in about in about fifteen years, you're going to do a movie where you're just full on wienering yeah. the, the front door of some. Yeah, I don't know why right. that's funny, but it is to me. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, you I just—he's a—he's so actually a pretty good actor, is my point. And in this, he's—you know—he's just a kid, and he's not great. He's fine. He gets well, the job about, done. What about Lewis Tripp, who goes on to do the Gate Two, <laughs> and nothing else? Terry, Terry, Terry. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I thought he was great. By the way, I think this movie has the shortest full cast list uh, of any film sack film we've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, I thought it was The Room, Tommy Wiseau's movie, The Room. Yeah. And that has a pretty short cast list, but this movie beats the hell out of it. This it's has thirteen actors, cast. right? Thirteen total, yeah. I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. zero and, cops. Uh, yeah. Speaking, I mean, that you zero know, there are all the kids in the uh, uh, in the in the party scene, but there's mm-hmm. a bunch apparently who don't talk or who don't get credits, even though they probably say something like "levitate, levitate, levitate." Or they come walking past the camera and they say, "What a great party!" Like all teenagers (laughs) ever. Like, oh god, teenagers. There is some great party dialogue if you listen. (laughs) It is some really good stuff. It's eighties as shit too. It's like they've got that girl with the hairspray explosion in the front. Oh. Yeah, all I can think of was Cameron was Diaz, the and there's something about Mary. Man, yeah, that was yeah. the biggest nightmare. And they're all <laughs> really dressed. Yeah. They're all dressed like they're at a party in Utah in the '80s. Like it's <laughs> weird. They're all like, 
We're a lot like Canada. <laughs> what can I tell you? We're very Canadian here yeah. in the 80s. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, yeah no, I, it, it all felt very legit to me. Like that was that decade for me visually. So that girl with the hair was not so much shocking as a stark reminder, you know, right. that that used to be acceptable or something. But yeah, it's did, did it's the girl who did the girl who was doing the levitation, uh, the I believe it girl. Did she even have a credit in this film? Because oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't was know that either. one of the like? I believe it, but she was the one that was the witch, and I was like, just burn the witch. Yeah, levitating. So people. I think I'm I I'm pretty sure that's the actress Ingrid Veninger. Mm. If Vinegar. you if you look at pictures of her now uh, on her IMDb page, right. oh. her face is really similar to the girl who yeah. believed yeah. and had. Yeah, some it is. I think there. you're right. Totally. And and that girl was born in Bratislava, Slovakia, and she did kind of have a little bit of an Eastern European look to her. Yeah. So I kind of, I, kind of believe that. I actually yeah. I actually wished that they had picked up a couple more kids from the party, like that girl and the boy that was telling the initial horror story mm-hmm. had right, right, had right. somehow decided to stay over because i i don't know i just wanted more i wanted more of that gang of children kind of vibe from this thing yeah it kept <clears throat> it kept getting close up to you know a steven uh, spielberg joint and i wanted that I, I did too but i also wanted to see more offings i wanted to see uh, some yeah. of these kids get it and they and they and they all left so all there was was just the three right. and you were like well none of these three are going to die I mean, for good this was right. This right. film was PG thirteen, and it was it was directly offering at the at the offering altar of eleven to fourteen year old, right? Yeah. So I mean, it was mm-hmm. yeah. it's like here's our horror movie for the the main mo- movie goers at that time, you know, mm-hmm. between eleven and fourteen. Yep, and they, and they and they include a lot of like a lot of the dialogue every time the the young kid, the Steve Stephen Dorf kid, would fight with the f- sister's friends. Um. They they were they were very much the language of the time. Lots of fag words. Lots of hey. oh my gosh, yeah. It was, yeah. It was so abrupt because I, I was watching this with a twelve year old and a twenty one year old and a twenty year old. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, ooh, cover your ears. <laughs> I yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Like that I don't mind the f and the s bombs, but ooh, right. well, hearing those is rough, especially yeah. you know when they're they're said with zero ramifications. Like, right. hey, that's not cool. Yeah, I think when. one of the terms one of the terms was, well, you know what, I have it in the clip. I'll play it later. But oh yeah, but but right. any 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 eighties uh, movie that's about teenagers where someone doesn't at least one time say the word retarded in a yeah, pejorative yeah, that, way. Mm-hmm. Is 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 an is actually odd to not hear that in those movies. Like yeah. today, you just never hear it, and you probably should have never heard it. I would re- much rather hear an f bomb or a shit bomb or something like that because they don't have targets. Those words, yeah, it's my, equal my, opportunity my, my offense. My kids, my kids laughed at that, and they actually said, "Who calls somebody that?" And I'm like, "Oh, you have no idea." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different time, man. Different time. Really? I mean, there are plenty of people yeah. who still do that, but they do it in really dark holes on the internet. Uh, it's just a different different place same party i guess uh hey, we yeah, were, and i we love were, by the way yeah I, I love that the whole movie takes place on this one property there is yeah. zero leaving that house or yeah. the backyard like the entire movie i was trying to think of other movies that are that centrally like located <laughs> and never go anywhere the, mm-hmm. the, the party comes to you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the party comes to you house in canada and the funny thing is the entire look of that place outdoor indoor all of it just gave me the vibe of no one actually lives here this has been abandoned <laughs> it's creepy it there's like a molester me, no, up the street there's just something weird going on it reminded yeah. me of poltergeist which is kind of how poltergeist is it's very isolated to that mm-hmm. 
one house. Yeah. Well, or, or, or like Die Hard is isolated to an office building. You know, right. like like yeah. there are some examples, but it's not many. <clears throat> right. Well, at least right. Die Hard had police in it. Apparently, the Canadian police have no interest right, in right. following up on any of the complaints that might right. be happening. No, again, I mean, it again, was the, the that giant plume was, of smoke sky, coming from one house. Was, what do you expect? Yeah. What do you expect from the RCMP? They are not a tree removal service. They I do see. not right. come. Right. That's true. Good point. But, but like that, like thing Ibbett says, that thing was billowing out the hellfire smoke, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. thinking, it seems like yeah, it'd be pretty easy to track down where that's coming from. Yeah, it feels like they didn't yeah, try I mean, very people hard. People were asleep, you know. They weren't awake. Yeah, the neighbors were no. Nobody was. That was the scariest part. Even in the opening, when the kid is going on his bike down the suburban area, there's nobody outside cutting their grass. There's nobody outside working on the cars. Just houses with no cars and just, just death. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a. It's weird because, yeah, there's a, there's a there is a desolate, depressing quality to the to where they filmed this. Right. And I don't know if they were even aiming for that when it was all sunny out and, and blue skies and they're out playing and goofing around outside. It still felt stark and awful to me. Well, that's, that's a trope too, right? Where it's pretty weather. And then for the middle 80% of the movie, it's not. And then at the very end, right. you've solved the problem and it's nice again. They even pan to the sky yeah. to show you blue skies <laughs> over me. Like, it, right? Like, that's a trope? Yeah, that's so totally a trope. And they and they really lean into that one. And you kind of knew it was coming the whole time. So as soon as everything went hell on earth, I went, oh, well, this is all going to clear up. Like, this is, they're <laughs> yeah. just going to, they're going to have this. this face. Yeah, Great the sun is going to come up. through the clouds and we're all going to go on with our lives as if nothing happened, but. It'll Can we talk while. about Angus for a second? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love. First of all, don't name your dog after you know the meat I love, Angus. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I thought he or was the named- ACDC uh, member. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought he was named after the lead guitarist of ACDC, who, by the way, will <laughs> maybe sur- so. will survive us all. Yeah, it's so weird to me <laughs> that Angus Young has worn children's clothing his entire life yeah. and appears to be immortal. Yeah. yeah. Well, his name is Young. What did you expect? Well, okay. his brother, though, who's also, is it Malcolm Young? Uh, is, right. Malcolm is, used to wear uh, children's clothing with him. Yeah. And, then and Malcolm's Malcolm's in like late stage dementia and may not be long for this world. So it's not one of, one of the Youngs ain't so much. Maybe, it, maybe he's a vampire and he's just sucking the lifeblood out of everybody around him. I don't know. <laughs> just... Uh... <laughs> I were t- I was told that they were uh what was what was it antichrist demon culture yeah 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 or yeah, whatever uh, after yeah. after Christ devil comes there you go oh, right see right. Angus yeah, Young knows what's up he's running around in a school yeah. uniform going what they don't know is I'm the devil inside of this thing <laughs> I'm, I'm the way how many demons put together like a Voltron by the way it feels <laughs> feels like we're just gonna talk about the third season of True Detective quite a bit oh. there's a real like heavy lean in on the problem in 1980 of uh you know concern with satanism oh and satanic music. panic as yeah. they call it yeah in that no. show and i kept thinking about it like uh, like i watching the gate for some reason i'm just like these are the these are the exact same kids that would be wearing a black sabbath shirt you we know? had a we yeah. had we had mild light satanic panic when i was a kid and it usually came in the form of like, oh, this guy's going to come talk to you kids about backmasking and, and your music. And mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that's about as far as it got. It never really, nobody ever pitchforked down to the old Wilson house and demanded to see their sacrifices. He's watching. I'm he trying man. to remember if we had anything like that. Like, I certainly don't remember any school assemblies or anything talking about heavy metal. It was just, uh, oh, you know, it was just the parents like saying, oh, he's listening to that devil music. Yeah. and. 
we didn't yeah. have any like community wide stuff, but it was every every parent uh, was well aware of it. Oh and yeah, they should felt and they should have felt guilt. They should have felt it. It was preying on something which was just happening during it was it was just evolving in the eighties, where more and more moms, especially, were going to work and working all day long hours, and we have latchkey kids, and of course the parents are so out of touch with the kids. Anything sounds scary. I right. Mean, but we all, you also had a lot of, you had a lot of very overzealous, uh, religious leaders who were pounding this into people. Oh, absolutely. That whole, that Ibit and I on TMS, it felt like we did that for a month, but we had that book, um, all about toys and He-Man and, Oh, yeah, right. That yeah, was all right. of the devil and everything like that's yeah, all from that era. If your kids are all of a sudden into something and you as a parent don't understand it, then it's gotta be, it's got to be bad. It's got to be evil. Right. Right. You know, and in that <laughs> case, in that case, it was specific where they would say like, you know, well, well, I heard there's a warehouse uptown where they sacrifice babies and, you know, <laughs> right. it well, just got know, out they, of control. They, stupid. They, they blamed a lot of that stuff on, uh, on the, the Tom Hanks movie that, that came out around that time, especially for the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, mazes and monsters. Mazes yeah. and monsters, which I, I would mean, love they, to see for this. Yeah. yeah that was just, cast all over popular culture like whatever right. pop culture was that it got mm -hmm. all the blame for what some like unfounded fears i don't even know what we're talking about i've never i've never understood the the what did you call it satanic panic satanic, satanic panic, panic was the panic. term i remember yeah i, I and again it I wasn't that term by the way <laughs> it wasn't super prominent here but like you know my my mother-in-law when my mom was or my wife was growing up she wouldn't let anyone play with playing cards because right, she had yeah. heard somewhere that they were, uh, they summoned the d devil or some sh horse shit. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and true story. I remember that thing being a big deal. So face cards were a big deal. Um, what was the other one that was like, a, well, D&D &D was obviously super demonized. Right um, in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you All know, right. again, this is like the same old thing. Comic books are the, are ruining our kids. Movies are ruining our kids. TV is ruining our kids. Mortal Kombat is ruining our kids. Like it's just no, this we're yeah, ruining same. Our kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, are you ready for the six, the six ways, you know, that playing cards are satanic? Go for it. All right. The king card that represents the prince of darkness, the devil, the oh. 10 card okay. 10. It speaks of the spirit of lawlessness. This would be in opposition to the 10 commandments found in the Bible. Oh. The clubs, the clubs represent a club of violence and murder. The Jack, the Jack speaks of the loose living man, the lustful <laughs> man, a licentious individual who lives to satisfy only his lower nature. The queen, this is five of six, the queen represents Mary, the mother of God. Mm. In the language of the cards, however, Mary is impure, dissolute, and immoral. And then there's a card with a joker on it. J for Jesus Christ. Jesus is called the joker. It's Interesting. Uh, the ultimate blast. How appalling. I feel like I need to go right. storm the streets and let the world know. <laughs> <laughs> so like what, what a bunch of made up horseshit you know what i'm yeah. proud if i'm yeah. proud of anything in my life this is the one thing i'm proud of as a as a parent okay there's a lot of things i could say i'm proud of and i don't really you know it's not the kind of thing you do is tell people how proud you are of things you did but if i have one thing i can say i'm proud of i didn't do any of that shit as a parent none of it Mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. never once did my kids were they falsely feared about something that doesn't exist not once did i go well, you know what they say about uh, cats in the middle of the night. Like none of that bullshit. Uh, what do they say, Scott? What do they say about cats in the middle of the night? <laughs> I was just night? making that up. But you know, 
Like, I refused to do it, and I remember it being a choice. It was like, I'm not going to be like that. That's lame. You guys are just scaring your kids, and you're and you're PTSDing well, them for eternity. They're going to yeah. come out of this going, oh, I don't know. My parents were they didn't like SpongeBob. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Issues. We love SpongeBob here. We embrace SpongeBob. Right. I don't care if somebody thinks he's a pentagram sent here by Satan himself. I don't care. He's a little parents, entertaining sponge. Let's go. La- lazy parents have <laughs> lazy parents or have always used fear to control their kids. Yeah, F I mean, that. It's, it's, it sucks. It's lazy parenting. The kind of fear you want to have is like this kind. You say, oh, you're overacting in a line in the grocery store. I'm going to pull you aside and I'm going to have a stern talking to you eye to eye and tell you you can't do this in public. That kind of fear right. is healthy fear. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. Fear. Right. Yeah. The kind of fear that isn't good fear is to say, Oh, that He-Man doll. He represents the fall of man and the so, rise of Satan. So basically, you're saying that we need to make sure our parents or our kids are afraid of us and not other that things. That yes. is absolutely correct. Because what you're doing is you're trying to control your kids when you're not there, right? Isn't right. that the idea? It's not like, really oh, controlling them. Just making just... the rest of the world scare them. Right. So, <laughs> so this, yeah, and this movie made me realize that I'm going to play an experiment on my child every night. Oh, good idea. Kids a little bit older and that is uh, an example of this is uh someday when he's like i don't know 15 i we're going to make a big deal of claiming that we're going to go away for the whole weekend and leave him on his own <laughs> then we're going to we're going to just go shopping and have a nice dinner right. and then come back home and see what's going on yeah right? no so, parties yeah. right oh my gosh the hollywood trope of has anyone ever had their parents leave suddenly Right. And then plan some giant party. Yeah. No. To invite the whole neighborhood. No. I have never. Of course. Of course. No, that never. was a trope that Not never once. occurred in my, in real life. Like that happened in every one of these movies. Never happened in life. Right. Every no. party I ever knew well, of was well planned out, was way ahead of time, was like sometimes they were at people's houses while their parents were gone, but it wasn't some last right, right. minute thing ever. Last second thing. No. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I mean, I, I did plan parties when my parents would leave, but. I'd, I'd know ahead of time that they were leaving and yeah. I'd plan the party. So, but it was never, uh, I mean, there were, and there were parties Impromptu. that they didn't know about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no yeah, like, no well, they there's they no like, no idea. Yeah. yeah. There's no like Friday night going, Hey, you know what? Their parents are leaving this weekend. Time to plan a party. Here's the funny no, thing about all that. With Tristan. Oh, go ahead. With Tristan, we'd, uh, we'd intentionally not tell him that we were leaving until the day of and saying, <laughs> by the way, we're going to be gone for the whole weekend. Uh, see right, you when we right. get back. <laughs> Because good we don't want to give them the right. Good luck trying to get your friends over for a party at this late hour. So <laughs> I got two things to say about that. One is I kind of cheated when my kids were uh, going through that age group, you know, 15, 16 years old. Uh-huh. I uh, would I told them that I had people on the inside that told oh, me information. Right. I think using, I've told them about this. Using other people to instill fear. Good yeah, job. yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I would say oh, I had a, yeah. like their friends, they just didn't know which one was the spy. And so just be careful what you do because I have nice. spies. Well, and this is this is another one of those tropes that really only exists before smartphones, right? Yeah. And now you just can't. I, I don't know if you, why, why would you even try? No, to, or to also security cameras. Like you just, we all have a little freaking camera oh, in the house. Yeah. I have three cameras upstairs. I would know immediately from a movement sensor that there's a party going on. Like it wouldn't even be like a question, but you know, even in the early aughts when my kids were little or whatever, I, we, we were still, we'd use that spy thing and we used it all through junior high and high school. And it was great. I'm telling you, I went to, I went to about three parties like this in high school and I remember them. I remember very well the 
big controversies that came out of them. Every time someone had an, an unsupervised house party, something crazy went oh, down. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. One of them was uh, was on me. Uh, this guy, it was when we were, I was like 16, and this guy named George Tapia uh, came with a bunch of whiskey in a flask. Whiskey. And then poured it into solo cups. And then uh, I I was assigned the uh, job of driving him home. Like, it, like he was at the party, and he had brought whiskey, and they wanted him gone. And so I <laughs> oh, drove gotcha. him home in my dad's truck, and he spilled whiskey all over the inside of the cab. Oh. And uh, I got him home, and then I had to suck it up and take the truck home and tell my dad suck that George Tapia had spilled. I keep saying his name. He's, a, he's, he's an out there somewhere. Who, who, who actually lives out here in California now. Mm. And uh, like <laughs> I had to go tell my dad and like, oh, my gosh, that was such a, a scandal. You know, when you said suck it up, I thought you meant you like got down on all fours and like sucked up the, sucked up the whiskey. Yeah. yeah. That would had spilled Sorry, now, 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 hold was, on. The, one, this... the only other thing I was going to say was Ibit, 100% is that kid. Mm -hmm. I could see you being the party guy. <laughs> now, I don't mean that you were a party guy like you're a freak. I mean, you're the right, one right. organizing. You might even have games planned or like, <laughs> I just right. know it. Just right, exactly. It. It's like, all right, by the way, I've set up these two tables. We're going to have a trivia competition. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That You're that guy. All right, sorry, Dunaway. Saturday night at Ibbett's parents' yeah. house. Right, it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, Dunaway, you were saying something. I cut you off. Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. Oh, that's okay. Please continue. Let's continue. Here's a trope for you. I'm going to play this. <laughs> the walls have stuff moving in them. And you can mm, see boy, it because they got like rough. a fake rubber wall thing going on. That's an 80s thing. Like every horror movie in the 80s had some hand right. or face pushing up against a wall. And mm -hmm. it's still very effective because uh, at least one of the kids last night watching this with me was like they had never seen that effect. And it was it blew their mind. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it's. Yeah. You you kind of as a special effects guy probably have to decide, all right, how squishy are we going to make the wall? Like, are we going to make it? Uh, like latex rubber so you can really kind of make out the fingertips and the faces and stuff like that are we going to go like a little you know a little stiffer so that's just kind of the general movement but you kind of don't want the pictures and stuff the the framed uh, painting or pictures on right, the walls right. to like kind of wobble too much as you're doing it because right. it's like all right well the wall itself is this cool little amorphous thing but apparently everything hang on it is still just shit hanging on the wall yeah good point illusion broken i'm pretty yes. sure the the nightmare nightmare on elm street version was the best oh, yeah, they scene did. they did that. i think that worked out real good and maybe they were the first and everybody copied it i don't know there's a there's an ultra there's a music video for the band ultravox uh a song called the thin wall that that was the first time i ever saw oh, that effect clever. it's just like hands reaching through this rubber latex thing to to get uh midge you're the lead singer as he walks through it's pretty cool i actually wish in this movie they'd done a better job i don't know it looked like someone holding a couple of balled up towels mm. to press against like it didn't look mm. scary you know what i mean like it didn't it wasn't something you could make out it looked like something you need to repair like, right like it was a broke something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a bad oh this is something i'm gonna have to fix yeah now this movie's over yeah yeah didn't i i'm with randy on that i don't think it looked they they chose not to have hands. They instead it just felt like a rumply 
Like it was just oatmeal right, behind right. there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, mm-hmm. And didn't really do it. And while me. we're while we're on my two complaints about this movie, that one of them is that they didn't commit to really scaring you in a lot of places where they should have. Like mm-hmm. it's just a general a general thing for the film. They kind of go easy on. Uh, you know, jump scares and making things look genuinely scary like sure. the wall didn't. But then my other thing is, man, boy, was I into model rockets. Oh, my God. Oh, oh were you right. really? Okay. So I, I, one up. of the four of us was going to take the Estes angle mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And man, I'm so my dad had a, a workshop in the garage and it was just a, like a like a, a room on the side of the garage that he'd put in a workbench and like he had a, a, a mounted anvil and this kind of shit. And uh, I, it was given over to me as a teenager. I could just be, be out there building models all I wanted. And of course, I probably uh, got high and passed out more than once by accident. <laughs> by accident. Open the garage door. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I built model rockets. I, I painted them and put all the, the decals on really carefully and lot, coat after coat whoa, after whoa, coat. Whoa, of whoa, wait, 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 wait. Just let it go. No, no, no. I need, I need confirmation. Let it go. Just confirmation. Yeah. Decal? Instead of decals? Sure. And I had <laughs> I had those exact rockets. Every rocket you see in this movie, I had those because they bought the most popular ones for the movie. Okay, well, let me ask you and a question about I, model, model other, rockets. What is it that got you there? Because I never could as a kid. They just annoyed me. In fact, what I didn't like about them is it felt like they were kind of expensive. And once you fired them off, they were done. They would pop yeah, and explode. No, You'd I was lose more into bottle end. rockets. Yeah, because okay, you so, put them back together, don't you? I mean, they, right. You know, so, the, so yeah. So the yeah. whole the whole thing about a model rocket engine is it's got uh, a reverse charge at the end of its burn. So uh, you have an igniter. You do not have a freaking ignition cord. That was the dumbest thing. I don't know why this movie did that, <laughs> except to to give you the uh, excitement of trying to get a match to light or something. But, well, it was right, also uh, to give course. you. It was a preview, or it was a foreshadow of how he's going to deal with that monster in the end so mm-hmm. yeah sure 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 which yeah. which was more realistic the right. the idea of using a battery powered uh, relay on a on a long cable by the way in today's date uh two d batteries we might as well go ahead and die now because we'd never find them yeah they're really hard to find <laughs> they really are you can't find d yeah, batteries dude. The only D batteries I have, I'm sure, have like the goo oozing out of the top. Like they're in the pantry right, for right. if we need to throw them in a flashlight. But I'm sure they've got the crusty yeah. poison stuff coming out the top. Yeah. So anyway, Scott, those rocket engines was this little cylinder that had a, a charge in it, right? So mm-hmm. it would, uh, you know, launch the rocket and fly like you expect. But it also had a reverse charge at the end of its burn. It would take there was a little second, and then this reverse charge popped the other direction, and so it, it would go up the 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 cylinder of the rocket and blow the nose off and the nose was still attached to the rest of the body by some string and it had a parachute that would right. come out mm-hmm. right, and right. so the your job was to aim the rocket into the wind you never ever shoot them straight up or you're going to chase them for miles mm-hmm. you aim the rocket at an angle into the wind and then it would fly off into the wind and then that parachute would come out and then you would still chase it for miles <laughs> that's how it works it's a parachute and it's completely unguided but then there were these there were these specialty rockets that did things and that's what got people like me so interested it wasn't just that you were going to reclaim this thing and put it all back together and put another really expensive one use engine in it and go again but some of them had like a camera and you could put like a delay and it would take 10 pictures like one every 5 seconds over uh you know the course of like 
you know, 50 seconds when the rocket was actually in the sky and this kind of thing. And that was so Hmm. interesting. And how could that possibly be interesting nowadays with smartphones and drones? Zero, that nothing. But at the time, (laughs) my gosh, that was the most interesting technology. I I wish I could. I wish I could say I was super into it because it felt like a thing I would have been or should have been. I just didn't get into it. I don't know why. Uh, to me, it just seemed like a one-trick pony. It's like, whoosh, all right, what do yep. you guys want to do? That now? was fun. Let's go back inside. Let's, all right, kids, let's go hike. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're <laughs> sorry. Let's go yeah. locate it. That's yeah. about it. But uh, anyway, it, it, you mentioned that you know your complaints about the movie and mine. It still remains. Just it just took too long to get to the demons and to the action. Like they just took too long. Now some I, of that stuff. I enjoyed fun. the. I I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed stupid. I mean, this movie returned me to my you know, my 12, 14 year old self, uh, because I was about that age whenever I saw this on HBO and it was like, Oh yeah. I remember those stupid conversations and the, you know, the slate boards and getting excited about geodes and, you know, worried about the parents grounding you and just, and all being, being afraid of things under the bed as well as, Oh my God, biggest fear as a kid, uh, was the joy of digging a hole, but then suddenly, digging into something mm. uh, and and you just never know what she was going to hit because you would, you'd be like, Oh, it's fun to dig. And then like halfway through the hole, you're like, Oh, this is kind of scary because what if I bust into something? Yeah. Like the water like, main or the freaking electrical. Or something. No, or... not water main. What are you talking about? I was like 12. I'm more like thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to, you know, open up a hole into the, into the depths of hell yeah. because that's where you're taught. If, if you, especially in the South in, in the Bible belt, uh, that that's where hell is at. Hell is, is under the ground. At least that was the simplified version of what you would know that that, that hell is in the earth. Yeah. When you're, kid, so when when you're, you're kids, digging, that's what you hear. Sure. Yeah. So when you're digging, you're like, Oh, what if I dig too deep? What if I, you know, what if I dig and run into a Chinaman or what if I dig too deep and uh, run into a demon? You know, <laughs> see, this is why parents shouldn't silly. tell their kids shit like that or right. Any right. Parental leadership yeah. should never say to their kid. Oh, by the way, there's a bunch of demons under the ground because every right. kid should be able to dig a hole with impunity. <laughs> but, Just big your big your hole, it, dude. I guess it's OK if they, you say there's a Chinaman. <laughs> right, right. No, like you say there's Chud first. It's always Chud, right. then Chinaman, then hell. <laughs> Get it straight, everybody. Come Just on. totally forget about the core. Yeah, the forget Earth. about the core. Aaron Eckhart has that taken care of. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. This is all good. But it had it. The other thing I liked about the movie is it had that 80s gross, which is not the same as normal gross. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like the guy's head falling off and the dad's head the splatting. Parents, right. The parents' faces coming apart. and Yeah. yeah. Like him being you know, all oily when he's digging his fingers in it and all that pus is coming out of the head. Like there's just this great era of practical gross effects that i appreciate and miss mm-hmm. in more modern films actually it might be why i really enjoyed that um uh dark crystal series so much is they oh, yeah, they really so stuck to the practical even though we're not talking about those kinds of effects necessarily but it just like one of the skexies has this oozing pus mm-hmm. nodule on his nose that won't stop right and it's part have of the you, story have you watched the uh on Netflix right now, in addition to the uh, Dark Crystal uh, series, they also have like a documentary mm-hmm. that kind of outlines why they made the choices they made. Yeah, and, and how they did it about. and all that. Oh, sure. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's, it's supposed stuff. to be very, very good. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, that that bit, but I want it's, to. It's interesting because they, they did both. They, they tried both. They tried CGI and they tried uh, puppets, and they determined that there was something uh, unnerving or otherworldly about 
the puppets that CGI just couldn't create. And so they went that way, but then they also added uh, enhancements to the uh, to the. To yeah, they the did the the, the Skeksis have CGI. tongues, for example. Um, yeah, that are, that are moving in there at like a real. Um, I noticed this pretty early in the thing, but they're like real organic tongues. They don't stand right. out or or look wrong. Like it doesn't seem like CGI because it fits really well. But after a while, you realize, oh yeah, they're getting a lot of articulation out of a. A tongue there that's clearly not a puppet that that little bit there right. is like cj it's kind of like where the wild things are movie where it was uh dudes in big giant costumes but the faces oh, were yeah cg yeah. those were really cool yeah. I mean, so it, it just felt like a really Pretty coming together a smart coming together of the art form of what i got i i often just almost want to weep because i'm like oh man if jim henson was able to use his brilliance with today's technology the things oh, that he could have just and also, oh, yeah. don't you just think, I think all the time after watching that, I think how proud he'd be of how they stuck that. Like, yeah. he would yeah. he would have been, I, I feel like Nailed there was it. a devotion to his his vision in that thing that is really something. And they, right. and they could have blown that completely. They could have said, ah, we're going to modern this up. Let's put cell phones in here or whatever, you know, something dumb. And instead, they were just very adherent to his vision to start with. And it shows through and it's, it's as if he did it. I, I, that yeah. made me really happy. Anyway, really good. there's our tribute to Jim Henson. This, this right, this, this movie could have used a lot more Jim Henson. I mean, I I loved <laughs> what little rubber little rubber troll people. Yeah, yeah, I I love those guys, but sometimes yeah. it was like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, so they're a little like, stiff. The faces don't really do anything. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. but they're they're kind of hilarious. There's there's one shot where the one of the little demon minions is at the top of the stairs, mm -hmm. and and uh, Glenn is downstairs in the closet and yeah, all of a sudden yeah. Get, yeah, getting bitten by a rat Terry. And uh, <laughs> he, tur he turns around and the camera goes from down there and zooms in all the way up. <laughs> and it just, it's just this great shot that just makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it's pretty good. My eyes actually, I put the wrong one in the, in our chat. I meant to put a different one, but there are two gifts I made. Or sorry, oh, one, that gif is hilarious this, when he flies out. Yeah, it's pretty good, and it's a it's a perfect loop too, which is really fun. But um, <laughs> the, my favorite one is this one of the troll looking through the window and then leaving. Yeah. So when I want to get out of a <laughs> shitty conversation on Twitter, this is my new default. Uh, I love it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm Replacing out. the uh, Superman uh, just jumping off the building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had that one for a long time. Time to shake it up. But uh, but anyway, it, it's a very gifable movie, and I was surprised yeah. by that because normally these movies I just go. Eh, whatever that's a cheese ball mm -hmm. effect or whatever but there were moments in this thing where like oh i gotta capture that oh i gotta capture that those demons had more personality than they had any right to have yes oh, yeah. <laughs> for having for having it's faces that the, could not control their expressions right. or change their yeah. expressions it's the, yeah it's because of the shape of their mouths yeah yeah the shape of their uh, mouths makes them look like they're going huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> right in a constant state of disbelief <laughs> when they come Whereas, like Whereas the teenagers at the party who invoke the trope of magic is real, yeah, don't even like they're so casual about right, it, right? What the hell, guys? Yeah, you just discovered actual real magic, and you're just like, eh, all right, back to the party, yeah. It's a uh, so freaked out, it's uh, it's weird. Also, I don't understand why there are two holes, so you got the hole out in the yard, and then oh, they now yeah. they got another hole. Why, how come two holes? In the house. Well, I yeah, I'd actually had some theories on that, and I I never could solidify it though. But I I remember that being something odd back in the day because I remember thinking, oh, so the real hole is underneath the house, but 
I guess it's like a large cavernous area. So I guess there's like more than one entryway and they accidentally opened up one. I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's something to it see. It was, it was not explained. No, but the middle, the house one was kind of cool. Cause you had the falling away wood thing and that's, you know, there's no CGI was, back oh, then. The floor, so yeah. Good. That's a great effect. That floor falling yeah. away thing. Yeah. That's why I'm so surprised this was, you know, kind of low budget because they, their effects team. For, for they the use time. their money wisely, really. Yeah. Wisely. Yeah. wisely. They spend it on hardly any cast, only a bunch of kids who only get paid a little. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah. So was their whole family in, so was their whole family like into rockets and stuff? Because I know they named the kid Glenn. Was that like a nod to Oh you know, John Glenn? John Glenn. Wow. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, That's interesting. And then Al, the older sister, was really big into rockets and you know, they shared that. I kind of like that subtlety of that sister brother relationship. Mm -hmm. They never mm -hmm. really, they didn't hammer you over the head with it. Yeah. Right. Kind of it was, but it was also one of those, it was like ET with the older brother yeah. and, and Elliot. You knew that they would, you and know, they, they'd have all their rivalries and their sibling headbanging, but they would eventually have moments of, you know, well, we're in this together because mm -hmm. you're my brother, you're my sister. Well, whatever. Brother. Suck my nose until my head caves in. Yeah, Scott. do that. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> line. What a gross thing to say to anyone. Suck my nose until my head caves in. That's you know, a, and when he, the, I, I saw a lot of foreshadowing in this film, and that one disturbed me because I'm like, uh oh, I don't want it. Somebody's going to get their nose sucked. Mm -hmm. yep. Sucked. Oh, right. Yeah. You thought it was foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah I understand that. <laughs> By the way, Barbie legs, terrible to stab with. I know that they wanted that as a visual. Oh, yeah. But uh, they would, it would bend and be all wobbly. Or not wobbly, but it, it would. If you got it at the right, like you basically, you'd have to, you'd have to uh, thrust it with as much. Uh, direct force as possible any side any angle and those legs are going to bend but if you go straight on then do you ever cut open a barbie <laughs> just curious anybody do that no besides uh, me no no you have any sisters oh no, you a serial killer i did you it. a bunch of serial killers no, no we, i'll, tell, I'll tell you why i did it. i didn't do it because i wanted to kill it i did it because i was fascinated how the joints worked because they had that quality of like what you you know, you, you really wanted open. to piss off your sister is why you did. Well, it. that did piss her off. I'll, that is true. I also burned it with uh, cologne in a Star Wars movie I made with figures. <laughs> I had so much fun with that uh, stuff. What's the most flammable thing we have in the house? <laughs> I mean, I seriously, I take my dad's like Old Spice and use it as a as an effect in my little Star Wars movies that I cut together. <laughs> so there'd be like, you, you know, need to, you need to be sweating and smelling good. Well, you, yeah. I've told you, I've told Ibit about Burnt Kirk, who is my yeah. Um, Captain Kirk from the Star Trek the Motion Picture action figure collection and he uh he got all burnt in a Star Wars movie where he was the villain and I kept him I still have him and he's all melty and weird looking and I call him Burnt Kirk that's just his name but anyway the point is I t I tore it open because you know how their joints are like like they kind of have a, a rigid multi-angle oh, right, thing like a ratchety knee thing yeah. and that's that's new because they didn't used to have that they used to right like their legs would not bend well in the I feel like in the 80s they did because the one I tore apart was like that and I was dying to know ratchet. why they were like that. And so I tore all that flesh off and it's just a, it's just a, like a little many, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It's almost like a little gear with lots of little slots on it. So it's like right. tick, 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 tick. So it, was, it wasn't all that impressive, but I was really hoping I'd open that up and it'd be like a T8000 in there or T800. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wish I still had these movies. There's videotapes buried somewhere deep, somewhere in my life. I have to go find those, get those videos right. out of there. Because I've got one where Luke gets eaten. Luke Skywalker gets eaten by a uh, gerbil. 
And the reason the gerbil even goes over to the action figures because the blood, the fake blood I used was ketchup, and the gerbil was super into getting over to the action figure and sniffing it. And it looked like as he was sniffing it, that's when he would eat it. So I had like foley work where he's going drop, 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 like eating Luke uh, at the end of this awesome. thing while I had Star Wars music dubbed in. It was amazing. It was an amazing right. oh, film. Yeah, find finding it. that stuff for YouTube just would be a gold mine. Yeah, I'll go for now. It. Hey, I I mentioned earlier that I watched this movie with. Uh, family that was a, a younger generation did you guys were you guys yelling at the screen at all was there ever any time you're like oh come on or no, anything like that or i laughed it, a few uh, times yeah 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 the kid yeah, tina, the, tina, of course as usual sat through this with me and we laughed <laughs> she, right, her eyes she, i love tina. that she does that with you that's super and kim kim always says oh i would totally do that except i do this clip thing and it's at my computer and she doesn't want to sit over here my computer oh right right but uh, it was it yeah. was a it was a fun movie. You could tell that the people making the movie were trying to entertain you, mm-hmm. like and like I said earlier, not necessarily trying to scare you, which is is something like that's a mm-hmm. intentional. You know, they were they were going out of their way to not uh, uh you know like blow your mind, startle you, and that kind of thing. Which right, right. I guess I kind of wanted, but like I say, the the good hearted nature of the whole thing really shone through. The kid, Terry, um, I had a hard time with Terry because Terry is the exact visual uh, version of me at that age. <laughs> so I was I was gangly. I had bad hair. I wore big, thick glasses. I had denim, Massive like tough skins. and a tiny little mouth. Yeah. Right. You I listened t- to death metal. I didn't right. do that. That part I didn't do. But I did air guitar a lot because I thought that was cool. But it was mostly like Journey and things like oh, that. Oh, you knew that was cool, did you? Yeah, I, I thought that was cool. Jumping up on the bed and <laughs> jumping up and down on the bed listening or playing your heavy metal music. Oh, by the way. Guitar. In particular, Artie, though, it was it was like the tough skin jeans that are pulled up way too high. And oh, it just It really Artie rubbed knew me. Terry was insane because anybody that has absolutely zero sheets, including a fitted sheet on their bed, you know they're not right in the head. No. Did you sleep? Did well, you sleep with well, no yeah. fitted sheets? But you sheet could tell anything? that there was there was I mean, they even talked about their big family issues there at the Terry household, oh, right? I mean so many. You know, I'm out playing golf, son. Enjoy this pizza I left on the counter for hours for you. Yep. Should be delicious. So if, yep. if you wanted more of Terry's uh story. That's what the gate two is. It is all about Terry. He returns, uh, in, all, the only actor to return. Uh, huh. and, what, what happened uh, to Dorf? Was Dorf was about... like, I'm, I'm too cool for this now, and just said I'm not gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, he's out. Right. And so they they explore Terry's uh, story where he he actually tries to reopen the gate. He does reopen the gate because uh, he wants the minions to come and grant wishes. So mm. it's kind of like a wish master kind of thing. It's mm. interesting. I'm kind of amazed that in this. Uh, Film sack, uh, the thing we've been doing lately that we didn't watch the gate two before we right, watched the right, gate one, right. <laughs> but gate one was much better, much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't and, seen the, and, I haven't and, seen and two. Enough. Is it worth seeing two now? I mean, I, I'm not saying right I, away, only, but... only, only if you watch it within the next week or two, just to kind of go, okay, there's the completion. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to forget, forget right. all the important uh, plot points of the gate right. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's important well, stuff. What you don't happens miss again? It. Why are we watching this guy? I don't. Oh, I just did a search for Steven Dorf and I forgot that I have I have safe search turned off for a whole other reason. Oh, why? I found the I oh. found the Wiener movie. If you uh, you know what? You're my friends. This is a private channel. Here it is. I'm putting it in. Enjoy. Here is, this is what Scott, you do to your friends. Scott. Steven Dorf. Safe, safe, safe searches for uh is, is so you're safe. And it's not just Wiener movie, but it's also Wow, he looks oh. he looks he looks like a Ken doll. Except- he looks exactly. Yes, he does not yeah. look uh he looks fake. Yeah. 
But at least he's wearing protection, yeah, which is that's exactly what I was looking at. I'm like, is it off color or does he have protection no, on? He's got an Unsure. off color wiener. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Unsure. Uh, <laughs> I never expected this film sack to reach this place, but this, you know, here we are. What do we? What do we genuinely think about uh, colored condoms? Like, oh, you know, in like, terms of like con- uh, condoms that come in like lime green and caution I orange have, and that kind of thing. I, I think that's zero, fine. I think it's I fine. I have zero opinion about. I that. Have an, I have an opinion yeah. about it. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, you know, whatever gets your party started, it's fine. Sure, exactly. It makes me what think of the uh, gets your party that uh, John Ritter movie Skin Deep, where there was like a lightsaber battle with glow in the dark colored condoms. <laughs> oh right! Oh my god! I am not aware of this, and now really? I must be. I am not aware of this. <laughs> I that's, don't remember that. That's YouTubeable. That's oh, got to wow. be out there, right? Is that yeah, that was. Uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. And there's no nudity. I mean, you're basically it's like pitch black, and you're just seeing, oh, you know, okay. like two. To, like right. two brightly colored condoms yeah gotcha. chasing each other around the room wow um and this was uh playing at the movie theater the century 21 movie theater when i was working there in the concessions and so on your break basically you could go and watch the movie and it was a one theater movie back before it got split into like 12 theaters and right uh, i remember tiny those screens. days sure and uh during the time that i was working there it was gleaming the cube uh cousins and skin deep were the three movies that played there during the the four months that i god i want to i want to live in that time i want to get back in my delorean Mm -hmm. and i want to head back and i want to see that i want to live that for just a minute it's just such a bummer like the like three crappy movies and i'm sure right before that was something like you know last indiana jones and the last crusade or or something like that that would have been great to be working there but yeah i mean it was like all right i'm taking my break i guess i'll go watch and it would always be during that stupid condom john ritter condom Die. chasing scene oh yeah anybody this else is, uh... working anybody else work in the theater no, no i uh i i kind of i kind of worked in the theater a little bit uh my uh, wife at the time was it was the assistant manager and i used to go in and if they, they were it was it was truly just kind of a family business kind of thing and i would go in mm-hmm. and get to make the popcorn and all kinds of stuff that was a lot of fun oh, yeah. would you guys make fresh popcorn daily or would you oh absolutely like okay, every yeah, couple of hours yeah century 21 i mean we'd you know we'd obviously be constantly making it in that machine but at yeah. the end of the night it would go into a big garbage bag oh yes we would and then the and then the next morning that garbage bag would go right back into the uh, get dumped right back into the uh the big glass container with, where you make the popcorn no we didn't long, do that we took it home with us i think as long okay. as that popcorn was made like fairly recent like late yeah, in the night. it was never more than it, 24 uh, there was certainly never more than 24 hours old i'd say even unlikely right. that it was any more than 12 hours old really right yeah, yeah. i like old popcorn though is that weird i don't mean like uh, yes it is i know no, I it's not weird i don't yeah. mean like uh, uh you know stale Multiple or whatever days old right yeah, yeah. you've yeah, never had if, popcorn that come right out of the popper at a movie theater, also good also would, good never sure. it's a two it's back. a two Two kinds of things you're talking about there. It's like Kim's Jambalaya is fantastic, fresh, and amazing three days later. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. So it's yeah. kind of like that for me. And so what I'll do is I'll see a movie, bring the big giant uh, bucket home because there's mm-hmm. just extra popcorn. And it's one of those refillables. So you can use it next time you get a free one. Um, and the next day I'll be like, oh, there's still popcorn. And I'll eat that shit yeah. all morning. Yeah. yeah and now, does totally the theater fine. know you're getting a free one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Right. Yeah. No, the way they have this deal where you, you buy this tub. Uh, and then you can just bring it and you get a free popcorn anytime you come back with the tub. Okay. Okay. 
I thought yeah. you were I thought you were like sneaking in your in your uh pants or something. No, right. no. <laughs> Rolled up jumbo tub of popcorn right. uh smuggled speaking, back in. Yeah. Speaking of Steven Dorf's latexy penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know what movie that's from. I feel like I should be giving it credit, but I don't know. Nope. Oh no, you don't. Why, nope, why, All right. why exactly? I don't know. What, what what do you what do you uh I mean when uh, hmm. Huh. <laughs> I'm trying to think what if you're an actor. I always, always, I always think about this. Mm-hmm. If you're Bruce Willis in that movie where you got your peeing out in the pool, you know the color of night. Yes. Uh, did they? <laughs> at what point did that discussion? Like I know this happens to women all the time. They're just some of them are just expected to you'll do be, it. But... Oh yeah, sure. You'll be in my film. You'll pull down your pants. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs> at what point though did somebody go? All right. Uh, just so you know there, Mr. Willis, we need to see little Mr. Willis about halfway through this movie. It, and, it's really weird because it's not like, it, I don't remember it being a plot point. I barely remember the film. I remember it being a very cheap Alfred Hitchcock kind of knockoff where yeah. his character can't see the color red. He's like uh, the Sinestro yeah. of, of yeah. detectives or whatever he is. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, and And he falls in love with the chief suspect or something like that uh that's all i can remember but i don't remember it's like you know the nudity was important to the film mm. yeah no i don't think it was at all i think it just shocked me because it was bruce willis's peen and mm-hmm. i remember thinking eh, wait 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 i want to see john McClane with his doodle out i don't want to see that <laughs> right it's to me that's just a, a bridge Pull too far your pants and get me those detonators <laughs> <laughs> clay bill clay <laughs> um all right let's we do... end up talking about penises so much in a film that's fairly family friendly yeah right. that's the thing <laughs> it is fair it is pretty family friendly i mean there's some yeah, implications yeah. about the teenagers all getting horny for each other but not really you know yeah it's well, all pretty pretty standard God, even that is so minus like yeah we yeah. thought we'd come back over for a party we brought a we brought a six pack of beer yeah right look at how us. early on did you guys know uh angus was going in that hole oh i knew oh. it was happening Oh, right. I oh. the minute I saw Angus, I'm like, look at that furry dog. He gonna die. <laughs> He's gonna die. He's gonna be in that hole so hard. Yeah. He's gonna, gonna go in the hole. Loved on by uh right. by Terry. Oh, also that guy God. who's uh, was... the guy who's driving around with a dead dog in his thing. <laughs> so great. Let me let me tell you something. Couldn't get anywhere. This is how it works yeah. with dead dogs. And I this is kind of morbid, but we used to, we had a dog once that died on Christmas Day. It was awful. Oh. Great big dog. She just she's got old and died right there on that day. And you're you know she was cold out so you know it's not like she was gonna go no, south or anything Scott. but here's well the thing preserved by the by the chill yeah but they they get all leaky man like they you yeah, pick oh, them up exactly. so that kid's oh. car shit would have been covered in like oh. both ends leaking would have had like the the truck with the whiskey spill that uh right <laughs> yeah. told us about i'm i'm glad i had a I'm glad I had to cast away reality for a minute and just pretend like that's how it was. I was glad for that. By the way, uh, end of that story has me in the garage in the middle of the night with a shop vac. That's how that story ended. (laughs) That was was not at all how I hoped to end my Saturday night. No, but he had some, he had some rocking. like a Saturday night at Jordan's house. That's right. right. He had some rocking fake 80s music up there. Is there anything worse than waking up to a chainsaw? Is that like... I thought the it was a weed whacker. Way. Was it a chainsaw? I did it. I, I did it first, but then I was like, "No, it's a chainsaw." Well, that's how they're taking down the tree is with a chainsaw, sure. Yeah, but don't you hate getting woken up on Saturday morning by a chainsaw? That's like, ooh, that is like the most abrupt. That that is going to be my 
alarm to wake up because that will wake <laughs> me right up. I can't remember what the kid's dream like was. It. What was his dream? Right. He was oh. having a dream. Uh, the tree house. Of the movie. Yeah, the tree oh, house. The tree was, house. He, oh, the first, baby. Mama. Right. Yeah. At first, at first of all, he came home alone. That's the reason why everything was empty and he couldn't find his parents. And then he heard, heard the doll. Why this kid have a have a mama doll? We just see later on. I don't know. Mm. But then the treehouse got struck by lightning, which really actually happened, apparently. And so he was dreaming the thing that happened. Yeah. Because yeah. what? He's supposed to be a medium? Because as far as I can tell, that's the only time they. Well, no, no I don't think large. I don't think the I don't think the lightning hit the tree that night i'm sure it hit it before and they said all right well on saturday we got to make sure we get that tree cleared out and right you know sorry you're okay you are your, uh... ruining my head cannon mm. right now <laughs> <laughs> head cannon right now come on <laughs> <laughs> i mean that happens with real dreams you'll wake up to a thing and it was immediately integrated fully into your dream even yeah, though it yep. just happened because yep. time means nothing in dreams it's all just presented like as a single thought or whatever so i could see that um, but now I, all I can think of is that live song where it goes lightning crashes and <laughs> Glenn wakes up from his dream. That's how the new lyric goes. <laughs> hey, you guys, I want to thank Mac Weldon for supporting this episode of Film Sack. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. They give you the ultimate comfort in underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants. I just got a new hoodie and a pair of sweatpants and a hat yesterday from Mac Weldon, and I love them. In fact, I'm sitting comfortably in them right now. Oh, could there be better clothes for the month of October? I don't think there would be, at least where I live. Nice and cool outside. Mm. Anyway, Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Their products start with innovative fabrics that each have their own unique purpose and story. This includes their silver line of underwear and shirts made with a natural antimicrobial material that eliminates odor to keep you feeling cool and fresh all day. So whether you're working out, going to your job, going to a date, whatever, or you're just wearing them in everyday life, Mack Weldon is a good fit for you. And if you don't like your first pair, by the way, you can keep it and Mack Weldon will refund you. No questions asked. You get a pair of underwear and they're like, you don't like it? Keep that underwear. They'll refund you. That's crazy, right? I think that's awesome. Thing is, you'll like the underwear and you'll just keep it, because I did. Anyway, it's been great. I bought, uh, like I said, I bought these pants. Uh, they're kind of like date sweatpants. So it looks like something you could out wear out in public and not look like you're just in your jammies. It's sort of like a straddle in that line somehow, but they're super comfy. Uh, all the zippers in the right places. Uh, the jacket I got, or the hoodie I got, is an orange hoodie zip-up. And it's super comfy and exactly my size. I'm a tall guy. I'm kind of hard to hard to buy for, but they fit me, and that made me happy. Got the double X, and it was great. It was great. Anyway, it's very easy to use the website. The product is awesome, and um, I don't know. These kind of clothes work for me no matter what I'm doing. So it's real good. I want you guys to save twenty percent off your first order, and here's how you do that: go visit MacWeldon.com and use the promo code FilmSack at checkout for twenty percent off your first order. Again, visit MacWeldon.com. And the promo code FILMSAC for 20% off. Do it today. Uh, uh, clips? 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 Yeah. All right. Let's get these going. Uh, we got a few here. Um, let's see here. Here we go. Uh, let's start with this one. This is a... Why is it not coming up? Okay, there it is. Uh, this is eight, uh, 80s lightning sounds. Now, you'll know the kind as soon as you hear it, and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, that is the most stock footage sound effect ever 
for lightning. Here it is. You know that chow chow. Excuse, excuse me, Scooby Doo. They they stole your sound. Totally Scooby Doo. That's where you. Get, yeah. That's it. Yep. It's a big sheet of very thin steel that someone hit yeah. with like a a, a broom. Yep. Mm. And then recorded yeah, it right. and then had it available at the Paramount lot and for all time. Oh, God, I'd love to. I'd love to do Foley work. It'd just yeah, be so yeah. fun. How fun would that, that would be, be dude? Oh my gosh. Like just this time, I, I'm I'm telling you, the most interesting thing you can do on a tour at Blizzard is get toured by a sound producer and go into one of those studios where they have all the weapons that they clang oh. together in front of microphones. Oh like yeah, dude, Seriously. that's so cool. Ever. I sometimes I sometimes just sneak out down there and just you know hold a, a sword and a halberd and just like <laughs> swing them at each other. Yeah, and I love I just love it and <laughs> a strong adherence to quality sound design by any film or game or anything it's just so to me that is a work that is such a cool work of art that doesn't get enough credit because it's not something you see but you definitely feel it and it's it makes such a huge difference um all right here's a hundred what well i don't know what this is i'll just play it you know how much you can get for a big one a hundred bucks whatever for a Why thunder was that not from Ibit's mom. Oh my god. <laughs> oh don't don't you worry. How much could you get? Oh, you know what? That was supposed to be. I have a tag on the end of it that says Ibit Prom. Shit. I oh. forgot to do it. Oh, that's too bad. Oh. I forgot to how, say it. Oh. All right. How much does a gi- the giant geode like that fetch? I would think a pretty decent amount. I don't know. More than 100? Yeah, a big uh, that big one. Gosh, that was a really valuable stone. Uh mm-hmm. like I was I was actually thinking the whole movie. I was thinking about how they went and found a rock hound and they borrowed a couple of geodes, you know, and they they borrowed they yeah. borrowed two big ones, one that was intact and one that was already split open. And like that person probably thought of it as their valuable property that's being used in the making of a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just sent yeah, you. Yeah, that wasn't a special effect created geode. That was like a real geode. Yeah, I just sent you a link to nice. an eBay listing, and it's tons of them, and but they don't seem too expensive. Like there's really pretty big well, ones. More importantly, you cleared out that Stephen Dorff uh, photo. Thank oh you yeah, for that. I just figured yeah, that had that's, that's fantastic. They had done Thank its job that. and was ready to be retired, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> the most expensive one on here is like 130 bucks. Let's see. Oh wow, 55 for a lot of these. 30. Oh, 320 for this. Natu- natural, exceptional, yeah, A-grade, large of these are as, None of these are as, as round and perfect as the one is ahead in the in the film. I mean, oh, these yeah. are all these are all ganky. These are all like these There's, are all like class C type geodes. <laughs> yeah. So, still, like one of one of my favorite excursions imaginable is going out in the mountains in Colorado and finding a geode mm. and mm-hmm. actually taking it to a rock shop and having them cut it and like that you took it to a rock so shop angry. yeah this isn't the place i thought it was mm. <laughs> <laughs> i uh same I, that sounds that i used to love weird rock stuff i don't I even kid. know how you'd look for like specifically look for a geo like do you look close to yeah. to streams apparently under streams apparently under trees so, yeah apparently you just knock down a tree and they're all under their like yeah, little balls yeah. yeah but also if you let's see balls want to say there's geodes in the weird <laughs> caves sometimes like um we have a i forgot the name of the cave we have a really f- well locally anyway it's kind of famous but it's this big cave with lots of stalactites and stalagmites and all that stuff oh. i guess in there they can flourish i don't know hmm. underwater okay. stuff all that you know uh here's uh deb, deb, deb. this is oh we need to call her by her real name so here you go oh whoops sorry quit calling me al 
my name is Alexandra. I can call you Betty. And Betty, when you call me, you call me out. See what I did there? I put a little... Yeah. Uh, wow, that's a that long way nice. to go for that joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's nice. what I thought. But worth it, but worth it. <laughs> totally, worth, totally it. worth it. By the way, I was, to get that audio, I got... Uh, I watched the clip, right? Or, or sorry, the video, the music video on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, one well, with Chevy Chase and uh, Paul Simon dancing. When I was younger, to me, they looked. They, I thought those two were ancient. And I look at it now, <laughs> yeah, and they're like yeah. thirty-two. <laughs> like they're <laughs> they're young, handsome wow. adults, and it annoys yeah. it annoys me that I perceive them that way. But whatever. Oh. Uh, here's yeah. um, oh. something with I don't know. They're arguing. Here you go. What's with you today? It's. I don't know. It's something about that hole. What do you mean? I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> you filled it in, didn't you? Yeah, but Terry told me something. What? Well, he said a long time ago, when they were building our house, a workman got killed. And the other workman didn't want to tell the police, so they sealed him up in one of our walls. Look, son, let me tell you something about Terry. You remember last year when Terry's mom died. Well, no. ever since then, Terry's been a little strange. Yeah, this is the worst dad-son combo. I, really I'm is. telling you, Steve, Stephen Dorff is acting circles around this guy. He oh, really yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Dad's bad. Yeah. He's a very bad dad. Really? Well, why, tell son? Me, tell me more. Oh, he sucked. <laughs> Con- continue. It's I just <laughs> knew that was going to be the beginning of our show. Oh, our you were. Oh, was that the one? Yeah. I was going to ask yeah. you. Okay. Uh, because the kid sounds so earnest. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt I felt strong about the seance Terry moment, so I had to use that. Um, okay, here's the don't forget about Angus bit. Don't forget that Angus gets his pills every day. Okay, thanks, Mom. Okay. That's your mom line. Are you talking about my enema? Oh, Angus. Oh, Ang- Angus. Angus. Yeah, whatever. Not your anus pill. You don't I need an anus you. pill. Here's a friend laugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's very pre-pubescent. Someone made a fart joke kind of laugh. You know, the way you did when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, tearing out hair? I don't know. And he's tearing out hair. Oh, that guy at the party. Yeah, I, I, yeah, kept trying to, I kept trying to put together his scary story, but I, it was it was just random bits of nothingness right. is what it was. Yeah. The hair thought, was in the house the whole time. Yeah. I actually yeah. thought that was the charming part of it, is that you aren't meant to be able to find a common thread through that ridiculous right. story. Yeah. yeah, and you don't. Weird. Here's some teen wisdom from the witch, witchy girl. Weird things happen all the time, so we make up ghost stories to explain the powers inside us that we don't understand. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. I, yeah, that, that thing there, that... I, I most remember that kind of music from Ghostbusters, but I, I know it's been used a lot over the years, but that's a really effective a whistly thing in the weird, background. Yeah, whistly thing. Yeah. What is that called? Uh, theremin. Ther- theremin? Oh, theremin. Is it, is it a theremin? Yeah, theremin. That sounds like a theremin. Yeah. Like Star Trek, the theremin. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, 97 is old. He was 97. They don't live much beyond that. Jeez, kid. <laughs> I love that. Right. Like, like 97 <laughs> is, is the. Uh, the you know the 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 turning point for dogs yep. that, yeah that age yeah. specifically now now when you hear his voice he was 97 okay now hear him in a 1997 interview about blade well what i'm trying to do with frost is kind of there are elements where you should be kind of afraid of him where he releases this kind of nasty side which it's just weird to hear juxtaposition. Yeah. I mean, but you don't live much longer after that no <laughs> you, you won't have a career much past 97 <laughs> yeah 
Uh, is he now? Oh no, you guys said he was in that third season. Yeah, the True Detective thing was great. Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't feel like we're... it's him and Mahershala Ali, and the two of them are just fantastic playing Wait. off of each other. Did y'all? If, if you like this sort of thing, you mm. should absolutely watch it. Okay. I can imagine there's people who don't like this sort of thing. I mean, I love the first season. I didn't see mm-hmm. the second because everyone warned me off Good. of it. Yeah, don't see the second. I thought that yeah, second was it was fine. Uh, it was fine. Uh, People complain. Uh, it's like when Scott complained about season two of the freaking Stranger Things. It's fine. No, I still haven't it's seen two. Fine. I haven't seen anything but one. Is my thing. I haven't complained because I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, wait, maybe a Slyker. I'm sorry, Slyker. Steven. Oh Slyker's yeah, Slyker didn't like it. Yeah, you're right. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. I st- I'm, I'm on the fence it's just because no one will tell me if I should watch it or not. But of season two. Yeah. Of a true, no, don't don't see it. Both. Okay. Both. No reason to see watch, it. Watch, you need to watch season two of Stranger Things so you can understand. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Season two of Stranger Things. Three. Yes. Not season two of. Uh... Yeah, True Detective. Hey Scott. Hey Scott. Scott. Yeah. Watch what you want. Okay. I watch what I want. <laughs> I watch what I want. What you want. <laughs> so he's been there, in. A, I'm just looking at all the Stephen Dorff stuff. He's been in a billion things no one's heard of lately. Just tons yeah. of stuff. De- Ten, something called Tennis. Anyone? Shadow Boxer. The oh, Debt. Nice. Heartstroke. Uh, Jackal's Leatherface. Once, wait, is Leatherface the one with the? Uh... Yeah, he actually was a good. It was pretty good. That's where Leatherface is the good guy. That's pretty is good. That an that origin re- story. Yeah. Well, no. It's it's yeah. Is it? Oh, 2017's yes, it Leatherface, and he's you root for Leatherface, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, at least that's something I've heard of. But the rest of the stuff. Oh, he was in Far Cry Instincts as Jack Carver, a video game. Anyway, oh. just doesn't feel oh, like we've seen him a lot. So. Who felt bad for Angus when he returned? Like at the oh, end. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like it's like yeah. hey, let him go. Right. I mean, yeah, dogs were like, oh man, I finally you know done. <laughs> right. I've, my, I've lived ninety-seven years. That's plenty. Let I don't live much die. beyond that. Our type doesn't right. live much beyond that. Right. But also, shouldn't have died from that. I mean, he got tossed a little, but not really. Like Terry. No, didn't what really, really happened? Terry. Terry strangled him. Right. That was like the the chicken from uh, Mash. Right. Is like. He, he was he yeah, was holding on a little so. too tight exactly. to Angus. Oh, Angus. I didn't. That didn't occur to me. Okay, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it was a chicken. The baby was Poor a chicken. Angus. All right. Uh, less. Oh, is okay. Here's another Ibit moment. Okay, so here you go. You want to come over later and mess around? Sure. Yeah. Guess we'll see you later, huh? That just seemed like an odd. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. And then and then cut scene. He's back. Yeah. No. It was it was pretty fast. Some of those cuts were kind of odd. Yeah, they, yeah. Were very yeah they were. They were. I laughed hard at this part, though. In a time before the earth, before the sun, and before the light of the stars. That's so bad. Stars. That's so bad. And watching Terry lip sync to it with his little <laughs> uh, blanket cloak. Yeah. yeah. That whole bit. Just, I'm still aching from it. It's just a rough piece. <laughs> Here is the dark. Oh, this is a good quote. The dark book. That's like the Bible for demons. The dark book. Oh, so it's not the good book. It's the dark book. It's the dark book. That's right, the dark book. Keep that in uh, in mind. Okay. demon tome. Here is the back masking. Now, this is why we've talked about it before. It annoyed me, but not for the reasons you might think. I'm going to play it, and then I'll tell you why it annoys me and see if you can figure it out. Here you go. What's this? The album. Backwards. Tells you how to close the gate. It annoys me, 
because those kids <laughs> talk over it every time. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's I'm giving us all the information we need. Huh, is it really giving us all the information that we need uh, to close the gate? Yeah, it's totally telling us how to close the gate. So the guy's going, blah, blah, and they go, and what is this? Right over the top of it. It's like, dude, let the backmasker talk. Here's some very important information. <laughs> you may want to listen to this. But isn't that how twelve-year-olds are? Twelve-year-olds are though. Isn't that what they? Do? I don't know. Do they? Yeah. Well, yeah, they totally then. do that. They're dicks. Talk over the important parts. Oh, absolutely. All right. Here's demons don't ring the doorbell. Demons aren't going to ring the doorbell. That's good advice. That's all. That's yeah, just true. what I'm saying. Maybe uh, the girls in this are shitheads. I wrote, and here's a clip proving that. What are you doing? Probably fagging off. <laughs> What'd you do to your face? None of your beeswax, four eyes. All right. So wow. amongst those insults was the one <laughs> that said, what are you do? What are they doing? And she says, probably, yeah, I don't even want to say it. F-A-G-ing right. off. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, no one ever used that as a verb. Not once. All, yeah, ever. No. no. What are you doing? Oh, I'm effing off. <laughs> I think my friend sense. and I are gonna. My friend's gonna come over, and we're gonna go hang off. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No. All right. What the hell are you talking about? I wrote. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, it's because she literally says it. Now listen <laughs> yeah, to the way yeah. she says it at the end. Now, that, bah! listen. What the hell are you talking about? Bah! Bah! Yeah, girls. I was amazed that they had the Lee sisters and their names, like they didn't joke yeah, around that their names Lee were Ugg and Hum. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that would have been the, the 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 place that those kids' jokes would have gone. The Ugg yeah. and Lee. That's really the good. Ugg and Hum. Yeah, yeah. Ugg and yeah. Homely. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, came to the party. What? All right. Came to party. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. I came to party. <laughs> Look, I brought hams. I'm going to kick him in the nuts. <laughs> came to party. <laughs> All right, here's here's the Terry puberty laugh. All right, and that ends <laughs> yeah, today's clips. All right, uh, the film sack checklist just handed to me. It says here that dog is starting to smell. Check. Oh, Someone yes. should really tell that girl with the blown out bangs what that looks like. Check. <laughs> uh, and then what? Oh, a form of eyeglass. Check. What was I thinking there? Oh, because he stabbed his own his yes. hand eye with a piece of glass. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yes. I was feeling uh, punny at eleven thirty last night. He's <laughs> got good eye hand coordination. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's even better. Damn it! I should have called you. You were drunk. You were you were drunk asleep. I was drunk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <He's useless>. Star-, <laughs> Star Trek connections this week are zero. Um, there were only thirteen actors in this entire movie, says Daryl, and none of them were ever in Star Trek. So, yep. sorry. Uh, they hadn't started filming Star Trek series in Canada yet, so uh, that's <laughs> right. part of your problem. All right, soundtrack grade, I would give it an S for standard for this sort of thing. It's fine. It's not special. Although, the orchestrated stuff at the end was pretty good, um, but I don't. Yeah, it didn't yeah. play much of it, so it's hard to really grade the whole thing. But as average, it was fine. Did what it needed to do. Uh, this is the Twitter post now, though. This is where you guys sum things up in 280 characters or less, and I can't wait to hear it. Let's start with Randy. The gate. The instant that your parents leave town, you're having a party where everyone is having a good time and no one is upstairs getting it on and they're all quietly paying attention when one person is telling a story. This is nothing like a Saturday night at Evans house. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Depends on the night. Last night was all right. 
There's people trying to get it on right now upstairs. Whoa. Right? That's good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Uh, also, sorry, Brian, uh, Brian Dunaway. I got a little off my wagon there. Oh, the gate. Demons aren't going to ring the doorbell, Glenn. Well, apparently they do, Al. Now throw that Bible into the hole like some kind of holy hand grenade. <laughs> Where's the dark book, though? You got to follow it up with the dark yeah. book. Yeah. Shot and chase. Right. No, you don't want to put the dark book in there. No. That would, that would be bad. Ooh. Wait. Oh, okay. Question. No, it didn't work out that way. Somebody get this dog a beer. Because didn't the dark book say the only way to make this cool is if you're friendly with the with the beast? Wasn't there something alluding to like you just need to be a nice person and then that that's right. You had to had to be had to be an act of pure love, which is what essentially he was doing with the rockets because those were meant for his sisters. Sisters. Okay, so so that's why it didn't pay off for me because I couldn't figure out how the rocket kill had anything to do with a sacrifice. It was it was the pure love that that destroyed the beast, not the you know the parachute that pops out the top. Yeah, I can't imagine that had much of an impact on that guy. Right, you just penetrated him and it just and he didn't even have a wound from it. (laughs) I've been penetrated. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) take one of your hands and pull it out. All right, uh, let's see where are we now? Oh, Brian Ibbett. The Gate, a movie that inspired kids all over to dig holes in their backyard to bury their copies of The Gate. Oh, nice. True. Ooh, that was meta as shit. Right? I liked it. Like a snake eating itself. I liked it a lot. Oh, sorry. Before I give you the alternate titles, did we have a chick in the bucket this week? I can't think of one. Oh, no. Do we have a Woodrow's got out the most, though? No, because nothing really did. It was all either fake effects or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just didn't, nothing rubbed me wrong. I mean, her hair was pretty atrocious, but it's hard, hardly gross. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, nothing right. really Well, I mean, me I, guess, I guess you could say the parents, the chick in the bucket, even though we weren't expecting them quite yet. But since we never actually got the payoff oh, of yeah. seeing them freak out, I guess they're kind of. Yeah, I they're think on, they're on. They're out of town forever. Yeah, they're just right. left there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that's true. So to them, we say this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boo-hoo. All right, uh, alternate titles. Uh, these are great. I, it's surprising. They're probably just too long, and that's why they didn't use them. The gate's much shorter, but they almost used Terry the Terrible is the most terrible of friends. That was almost the name. Mm-hmm. Or I'd like to thank all the little people. Because <laughs> 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 those little good. tiny people. Now, do you think those were yeah. kids or were those little people in those suits? No, I think. I think those were people in costume and shot with forced perspective. I right, think right. you're Which right. is what they say mm-hmm. in the trivia. Oh, so, they do? Yeah, okay. Would, that makes yeah, sense. Confirmed. We're not yeah. going to talk about what else they say in the trivia today. Because, yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, I yeah, just, we're going to move I on was, from that and never mention I, it again. Yes. I was more impressed with the giant uh, monster than the little ones. Like the little ones, yeah. I, I mm. could see all their tricks to make them look like they looked. The giant one, I was just like, there were a couple of spots where I'm just like, Man, did they just beat the hell out of a child-sized stunt double? Wow. Okay. Yeah. When he was stomping on the one, I really wanted mm-hmm. like a mushed up one. I didn't want him just to freak oh, out. Oh, when he was like flying. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that one. He was so freaking out. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, all right. Quick email from a listener who sent an email into the at gmail.com. His name is Matt B. Yo, yo, yo. And he says this. Hey, Sackers, I was just browsing through Amazon's Halloween collection and came across a can't-miss film sack movie, Transylvania 65,000. Oh, it's a great movie. It says, uh, this is Gina Davis at her hottest, Jeff Goldblum, Michael Richards, Carol Kane, and Jeffrey Jones make a fantastically sackable horror movie. 
Breaks the Netflix rule, but it's worth it, guys. Thanks, Matt B. Mm. Uh, never saw right. it. Didn't remember yeah. it. Now I have a recollection, but I don't know much else it's, about it's it. It's kind of like it's kind of like a parody, though, right? It's kind of like a, kind of like Young Frankenstein or something, kind yeah, of the, in that right. vein of comedy. I think so, right? Comedy, um, kind of making fun of the Frankenstein, Dracula, right, kind of stuff. Boy, I barely remember it myself. I don't even know if I've seen it or if I just remember. I've seen, I've, I've seen it a few times. It. Yeah, hmm. I've seen it a couple of times. I, I remember it being fairly cheesy even back then so I, i'm sure it probably definitely does not hold up like it just, barely held up in 85 because just this description <laughs> of it right now makes me think of like um clue or something you know like mm, one of yeah. those movies that, like, yeah cast. probably feels a lot like that too yeah do, do we i mean is that even a i don't know if it sounds like one we do i don't know it sounds too i i don't know i'd but, watch it but speaking of things i've never seen that we would do and breaking the <laughs> netflix rule yeah uh, can we get to next week's? Episode? Yeah, what do you want to do? Do it. What do you got? We're gonna watch Poltergeist two next oh my, week. Oh my it's, lord! Uh, Poltergeist two is gonna be our fourth of four uh, Amazon Prime streaming films. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna, I've never I've never seen this. It's a nineteen eighty six <gasps> movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's based on Steven Spielberg's uh, Poltergeist, but uh, directed by Brian Gibson. It has Craig T. Nelson in it. I you know, like I say, never just seen like the it. first one. It's supposed to be a and, straight yeah. sequel. It's supposed to be a straight sequel to the first one. I don't right. think it was received very well, but in our long-standing tradition of sequels before originals, mm-hmm. we're going to watch right. that. And that's it's got it's all like man. We didn't and try. It's... it's not like we didn't try to watch uh, Poltergeist one. It just got pulled off of streaming before we could jump to it. Yeah, right. We tried multiple times. Poltergeist mm-hmm. one has been on our list since the inception of the show. Um, yeah, ten ten low those ten years ago. And we just haven't gotten up to a place where we can get it. So we are we are all you know more than more we're more than happy to dip into prime territory. Maybe even once in a while Hulu if we have to. Um, it's just Netflix has the has that's the that's Hulu's uh, motto. Hulu yeah. if you have to. Hulu if you have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean they got some pretty great original content, but you know their movie selection isn't great. Um, never has been over on Hulu. So for whatever reason, Prime and Amazon or uh, Prime rather and uh, Netflix seem to just have the 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 cornered market on this stuff. And it'll be interesting to see like when, when Disney plus hits later this year or in a month or so, uh, whether it will have any of that kind of thing. I know they're going to have like all the back catalog stuff for touchstone and for Disney and for all the little sub studios that Disney ran. Um, but whether any of that translates to something we'd want to watch, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, Pretty pretty woman. I don't know. I don't know. Is that in there? I don't want to see that. No, thanks. No, no, no. I don't know. No interest. And not right for all this. that movie is this is that one part where she shuts her thing and it's or he shuts his cigar case and it's scary. And then her and then her head hinges off like her. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's a great scene. Great scene. <laughs> she sounds like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> I know we just talked about this like last week, but I just can't get over. If you took me back in time five years and yeah. said Amazon Prime is going to end up being a streaming service that rivals Netflix for you know, for like series, I just would have been, ah, no way. Oh, yeah. Amazon, mm-hmm. Amazon, seriously. I was that no, way and too. Then now, yeah. now it's like, they've got good omens and Fleabag and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And they win all the freaking Emmys and, and well, mm-hmm. okay. All right. They're doing a great the job. Boys and the freaking, uh, was that a thing mm-hmm. I just was started watching the other day? I can't remember now. Oh, I'm trying to, oh, by the way, I went back to Goliath, uh, cause Goliath th- season three just launched. Yeah. And that thing really went off the rails for me and two. So, yeah. 
I guess I'm either happy to report this or sad. I don't know, but it's immediately wackadoo in season three. Oh, good. Oh, I so, like it. I, I I liked season two of uh, Goliath, so I'm okay with, uh, they with are, the continuing wackadoo-ness. They are leaning and into that. Way, Whatever that was, they're leaning in. And and I am. I think I'm in. I, I'm going to stick around. Mm-hmm. It's got a crazy cast this time. It's it's crazy. And by the way, just watch Fleabag, people. Just watch it. Just go on Amazon Prime and watch Fleabag. It's 12 episodes. They're like three minutes long each. You can watch it while you're uh, on the crapper. Like, seriously. Three minutes. Watch Fleabag. Not three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like 25 it's like, minutes it's like a, a a game of cut the rope or something i'm gonna watch fleabag there's so many people out there who i, I can't get people to watch this show and it's like it's because of the name or something it I don't is know, because the like, name have you no, have you guys seen have you guys not. seen it is because the name I, i'm the same way i'm like i don't me. know if i even want to see fleabag that's such a stupid no name. my reason has just been i haven't gotten around to it because it looks great to me have, i want to have you guys seen mm-hmm. have you guys yeah. seen Stumptown? no no sounds terrible is actually really good for network tv well uh what channel where where is it step town i think it is is it abc so it's a network thing okay it's a network thing and uh so canceled in another season to be canceled you're saying is that what you're saying no it just got picked up of course it's not so uh it's got (laughs) uh kobe smolders in it you know her oh yeah uh, like her yeah yeah how i met your married mother agent uh, uh, and jake johnson yeah, yeah it's it. I've, I've enjoyed it so New far. Girls, Jake Johnson. Yeah. Yep. Okay. What's it called Stump again? Town. Stump, Stump Town. Okay. It is Stump Town. It's based on the graphic novel by the same name. Ooh. Well, I always oh. like those adaptations. Mm. Right. Yeah. Now you're making me warm all <laughs> over. All right. Uh, well, that'll be good. <laughs> uh, but that's next week. We continue Sacktober, the month of Halloween, with Poltergeist 2. And then from there, we have at least two more fantastic Halloween-based films to bring you before the end of the season and the end of Ooh. 10 years of Film Sack, which is crazy. I still can't quite get my head around that. That used right? to be a yeah. much bigger... I think, it, you know what it is, de- decades are now seeming smaller. Mm-hmm. And so it just doesn't Did the decades like get a, smaller or did we just get bigger? I think we got more baller. We got baller. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have more decades to compare to therefore it does seem smaller boom you've said it yeah. boom. Uh, well done decades decades catch it all right that's it for even decades. <laughs> we are uh, done that's going to be it for the show filmsack.com for the website and all the previous episodes you can find our uh, we also have an archive feed of all the old episodes because the recent feed or the most current feed uh, has 200 episodes excuse me on it the rest of them Go back. I I I live here, and I don't even know what you're talking about now. Exactly. Uh, so you, if you're like, man, I really want the old stuff. I want to hear Kroll and Forward. Oh. It's all there on a feed. You just have to go get yeah. the second feed because that thing was unwieldy. It was like eight megabytes or something at some point. That's right. just ridiculous bandwidth. So anyway, uh, and also a lot of people's feeds or uh, players were dying because they can't <laughs> they can't read yeah. a thing that's that big. So. So anyway, that's what you're going to want to do if you're like, man, where are those old ones? That's where they are. Filmsack.com. You can leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. You can email us at filmsack at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at Filmsack, and we'd love your reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Terry! We'll see you next This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this 
at frogpants.com. Came to party. <laughs>